Mike's Daily Podcast. Do you enjoy listening to the show called Mike's Daily Podcast? Here we are. It's F- episode 24 something. And it's Mike. And there's nothing going on. Oh, maybe there is. We'll find out soon. Because it's Mike Matthews and I like to croon at the beginning of my show. Oh, 2406-2406, the last show Mike's Daily Podcast was called Hence, and we discussed getting advice. When we get advice from people, Mike's the main thing Daily is look where podcast. the advice is coming from. Yeah. If you look at that person and go, well, I really admire that person. I wish I was that person. I wish I was. If you don't, yeah. Just take the advice and kind of go, all right. But if it's someone you admire, it's someone you 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 definitely trust, and you think they're on the right path, that they're that they're you know what together. Definitely, I would say that would be a good person to follow. But this is something I discovered early in life because when I was starting out in radio, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't go to radio school. I just interned. So I'd ask a lot of questions and the disc jockey, some would give me great advice. Some would give me horrible advice. Some told me, just get out of here. <laughs> Run. Don't do this business. And that's probably what I should have done. But instead, I became very fascinated by the audio world and theater of the mind and all of that. Just love it and love that the fact that it's it's amazing over the time that i've been alive i've seen radio just be this thing where oh i got my little transistor radio and i'm hiding under the bed covers and i'm listening to my favorite disc jockey oh my god i think he said something nasty on the air to now everybody can do a podcast and everybody and here's today's podcast picture the podcast picture today is we'll get to that in a second i Don't cuss on this show. I don't see the point. A lot of people, they do a podcast and they're using horrible language, offensive language. And I say, why? And they say, well, I do it because I can. And it's a feeble mind, really. Just to sum up. I know that Basil has his little bit of obscenities here. in the, But we allow that. The late, great Basil the Boxer. I think we will go with a picture that is fairly recent. And I don't know, Mike always gets stuck here, doesn't he? I I guess, I think I did take some recent pictures that were very cool. I will show them to you at mikesdailypodcast.com. You'll be able to see them. Uh, so see that podcast picture. Oh, I'm looking. Do you have Google Photos? It does this thing where it shows you. It, it, it'll make these little. They want you to buy their photo books. They got photo albums now. It's amazing how Google's trying to make money in every possible way. And maybe that is a lesson to all of us. That's some advice we should take. Because they try all kinds of things. Throw all kinds of stuff on the wall. Some stuff they discontinue because it doesn't work. But I'm just checking out what what they're sending me with Google Photos. I upload just about all my pictures to that. 
when I can. And they make these little photo albums or they take a picture and they make the foreground move toward, get bigger. It's like it's getting, coming towards you. And then the, you know, and they move, they manipulate the, the visuals and, oh, wow. Okay. I, and now it's showing me pictures of Rodler and I don't know what happened to Rodler, the cat, the black cat we had. We've got these um, flyers up everywhere. But he basically came to us as a kitten and was very afraid, very skittish, and then became like our best friend, but then suddenly vanished a little over uh, uh, more about almost a week and a half ago. So we're still looking for him. And ah, pictures. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm looking at one now. So. Now we just have one cat The one cat that uh, Patches Maybe I'll post a picture of Patches But we have it, Patches was coming around Before Rodler And Patches is a Older cat we found out Over five years old And he's become a lot more Relaxed and calm Because Rodler The big black cat would intimidate him And I don't know if it was out of being mean Or if he just wanted to play all the time Because he looks like he was a Just a little over You know a little bit older than a kitten kitten When we got him So we'll see That's my world Lo- Ladies and gentlemen It went from Basil the Boxer to cats To two cats and now just one cat But we miss Rodler He was really sweet As soon as you'd pet him He'd make this really loud purr sound And then he would come into the bedroom when we were sleeping and he would sleep on the bed and he had this wonderful snoring sound. And it was was very soothing. I love when animals snore. Basil the Boxer used to snore. And that was very soothing. Oh, real quick, I'm going to be on the radio tomorrow. My usual Sunday radio program. And there's a link at mikesdailypodcast.com if you'd like to listen to that. Because I'm going to be playing upbeat 80s, 70s, 90s music. And it'll be fun. Check it out. mikesdailypodcast.com with the link. And I did, you know, I got into radio. I didn't necessarily want to be famous. I got into radio initially because I was listening and I would hear disc jockeys talking or whatever, and I'd I'd some I'd go, oh, that one's terrible. That one could just that's just a not a creative that that break that disc jockey did had no thought put into it. Why is this guy on the air? I would say to myself, I can do better than that, and I can do more for this medium of radio. I think, and I was always fascinated. I had. My mom gave me, I think I was about 10, uh, a little boom box that had a cassette player in it. And then I realized, oh, I can actually record with the cassette. And I can actually, there's a tiny microphone in this thing. And I could do stuff with my voice to make it sound like there's multiple people. And that's what fascinated me. And then I found out later, oh, you can actually get paid for it. Not much, but you can get paid for it. And then uh, I realized that this medium can help people. It helped me. I've heard a lot of interesting people over the years over the radio. As we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcastro Valley. 
10. We're in Podcaster Valley 10, the last place on earth. And then the whole theater of the mind thing. And then I hosted a radio show for 11 years in Ventura County. That was a request show. We played contemporary country. And then I would, uh, you know, play people's requests. And once I remember getting recorded because, oh, somebody proposed. That's right. Somebody recorded them being on the air because they proposed and then they played it back at their wedding. And my voice was in there somewhere, but it was, I was sitting there at the wedding hearing my voice. I'm like, hey, who is this? Hey, this is Bob. Bob, what are you doing today? I wanted to propose to my girlfriend, Stephanie. Okay. Is she there now? Yeah, she's right here. Stephanie, will you marry me? Yes, I'll marry you. Oh. And then they played that back at the wedding. It was wonderful. I wonder if they're still married. Anyway, Cafe Anyway, that's the world of podcasting and radio all summed up. This fantastic medium we call audio. But I didn't really want to be famous famous. Now, I, I have worked with people that that's all they want to be. All they want to be is famous. And they try and try and try and they still are not and they try and it, it, you know who gets famous are the people that don't really want it the people that well they want it and then all of a sudden they have it and then they don't want it be careful what you wish for but in 2012 a study found that a desire for fame solely for the sake of being famous was the most popular future goal among a group of 10 to 12 year olds overshadowing hopes for financial success achievement and a sense of community and this was 10 years ago now since then the rise of youtube tiktok remember vine that came and went instagram but you know you've got all these youtube celebrities that really aren't celebrities i mean <laughs> you could be so famous on youtube and still not nobody knows who you are oh no it's that youtube influencer person chuck berry Scott Guy Uh huh What are they famous for? Playing video games Well no Sorry don't know But in a study The desire for fame Solely for the sake of being famous That was the desire Which raises the question Why do people want to be famous? John Maltby he found six major reasons why people seek fame. Intensity. Intensity. What do they mean by that? Well, very little matters to me apart from being famous. Okay. Don't know how that is a reason, but vulnerability. I want to be famous because it would help me overcome issues I have about myself. Ah, it would fix everything. That kind of thing. Celebrity lifestyle. I want to be rich. I want to be a Kardashian. I want to be a millionaire So freaking bad Drive I work hard every day to be famous Perceived suitability I have what it takes To be famous And altruistic I don't want to be famous I want to be famous So I can make a contribution to society The predominant motivations for fame Involved a perceived a perceived suitability and intensity for a celebrity lifestyle. Unsurprisingly, those motivations were very strongly related to narcissism. 
And I'll tell you, the people that I know that want to be famous, they're narcissists big time. In contrast, people who were more agreeable and securely attached tended to be more motivated by altruistic interests. And conscientious folks tended to be more motivated by drive. Dara Greenwood and colleagues did a study and extended these findings by constructing a new measure of fame that involved fewer, more focused items. They found three main reasons. The desire to be seen and valued, like being on the cover of a magazine or being recognized in public. The desire for an elite high status lifestyle, like having the ability to travel in first class and stay at exclusive resorts or living in a mansion or penthouse apartment. And the desire to use fame to help others or make them proud. Being able to financially support family and friends and being a role model to others. The desire to be seen and valued was the biggest perceived appeal of fame, followed by the desire for status, followed by a pro-social motivation. The motivations were associated with different fundamental human needs. Is this the, the, the pyramid of human, of uh, what people need? Is it Maslow, Laszlo? Where's my lovely lady Fred, the therapist who would know this? While narcissism and the need to belong were associated with multiple motivations, the need to relate to others was only associated with the pro-social motivation. The researchers also measured the frequency of fantasizing about fame and the perceived realism of becoming famous. They found that narcissistic folks focused on the recognition and elite status that fame offers and believed future fame to be more realistic. Those with a heightened need to belong were attracted to all aspects of fame, except for a perceived belief in the realism of fame. The central aspect of fame was fantasizing about fame and the imagined social worth fame would provide. Perhaps providing these folks with a soothing escape from personal anxieties about social exclusion. It seems that both the scoring high and narcissism and a high need for belonging share a common need to be seen and valued on a large scale. This according to Scientific American and actually from blogs.scientificamerican.com. And this was written by Scott Barry Kaufman, PhD. There you go, fame. I want to live forever. There's also links to creativity, by the way. Mary Forgard and Anne Mecklenburg, uh, Mecklenburg conducted a large review of the role of motivation in creativity while they found the importance of intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. So extrinsic mo- motivation would be like outcome-focused. They also argue for an overlooked motivator of creativity, pro-social motivation. Perhaps creativity researchers can join forces with researchers investigating the appeal of fame to see if there are common motivations that underlie both the desire to create and the desire for fame. Perhaps famous people with a pro-social motivation produce creative work that has a distinct pro-social flavor to it, being pro-social. Hmm. So I bring that up because I did not know 
that Mike's Daily Podcast is on IMDb. <laughs> One episode called Fire. I don't know how it, somebody from Norway put it on IMDb. I don't know. But that made me feel famous for half a second. Pro-social means relating to or denoting behavior which is positive, helpful, and intended to promote social acceptance and friendship. The intent to benefit others is a social behavior that benefits other people or society as a whole, such as helping, sharing, donating, cooperating, and volunteering. That is pro-social behavior. Obeying the rules and conforming to socially accepted behaviors, like stopping at a stop sign. Those are all, they're also regarded as pro-social behaviors. There you go. Fascinating. I think. Outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valleyton. Look who's here. Hi, Matt. It's Benina the Rodeo Queen. How y'all doing? I brought my horse dinner. Answer this gruntle to the player, tell you what. What? I think that I want to be famous so that I can make people do stuff that I want them to do. Like to put wonderful groceries in my trunk of my car so that I can go home with the groceries. And that they would pay for the gas that I have to pay for all the time because it's so expensive. I hate that. Yeah, gas prices. Come on, Gavin. Just... Take away the tax. That's all we ask. Take away the tax, Gavin Newsom. Gavin Rosdale and Gavin DeGraw can also do that too, but just take away the gas tax. Gavin DeGraw, what an interesting guy. I used to be a disc jockey on a radio station in Ventura County that played adult contemporary, top 40, a mix of new stuff and a little bit of older stuff. But mostly like uh, artists you know, Gavin DeGraw Do you know who he is? He plays the piano Sings that song I'm the only one Trying to be baby Something like that But he <laughs> da -dun, da -dun. I don't want to be anything other Than a disgruntled fiddle player's son Cafe anyway Anyway He I heard From one of my listeners Back then Somebody called and said Hey how's it going Mike Well I went by a different name then I was Matt Michaels But hey Matt What's going on Not much Hey I hear you're playing Gavin DeGraw I said yeah And then this woman said Yeah I made out with him last night What? Yeah I went to this concert And afterwards we made out Okay That's the kind of thing You would hear as a DJ So apparently Gavin DeGraw A bit of a ladies man Oh Somebody, I don't know if this guy was a lady, ladies man, but it's such sad news. Taylor Hawkins passed away at the age of 50. Oh, in, in Bogota. Clay, you've heard this already, probably. Oh, my friend Carlos lives in Bogota. That's so sad. He's such an amazing drummer from the Foo Fighters. And he, he never seemed to age. In fact, my lovely lady friend and I used to discuss how Taylor Hawkins looked like he's gonna stay forever young with that blonde hair, the flowing blonde hair, and uh, he always had that beard and sunglasses on. And he always he was the like the California kid. I think though he came from Texas originally. 
He also was the drummer for Alanis Morissette. Oh, so sad that he passed. I don't have all the influence or the... the inf- inf- oh, he moved to L- Laguna Beach. Was born in Fort Worth, Texas. And moved to Laguna Beach. Yeah, he looked so Laguna. He was the personification of a Laguna Beach Ian. Oh, it's so sad. His main influences were Phil Collins. Really? Interesting. Well, anyway, you've heard about that today. It's very sad. Anyway, cafe anyway. Didn't mean to end on a... Well, you're not going to end on a sad note because look who's here. Oh, Mike, I make the delicious root beer. Here's to my Thank you. A little root beer will cheer us up after some sad news. But I hope that you have a great day and tell your friends about this podcast so that I'll be famous. No, no, tell them about it because I pay money for the website, bikesdailypodcast.com, and it'd be fun if somebody else went there other than me once in a while. And checked out stuff and checked out past podcasts. But you can call me at 336-MM-DAILY. 3 plus 3 equals 6. MM is in Mike Matthews daily as in what this podcast has been for a couple of days. So thank you for listening. And thank you for the root beer. Drink it right now. I'll kill you. Oh. I, uh, all right. Dang it. He's so abrasive. Mm. Thank you. Continue being fun and pro-social out there, everybody. Take us out, A-Frame. This is interesting. Wow, this is interesting. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com.